This is the McGap and Fries Movie Podcast. Hello, good evening, and welcome. After a little break, we're back again. Yep, sorry about that. That was totally my fault. I'm afraid I was slightly ill, and uh, Ian was concerned that I might have the swine flu, and... Uh, I put you in quarantine, bitch. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, for selfish reasons, we were not able to do a podcast because of my health. And I wasn't, like, really, really sick. It's just that Ian here was just really pussy about the whole thing. <laughs> How come you told me you were working? Huh? <laughs> you told me you were working. Oh, yeah. You changed your fucking story? No, 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 no. Podcast's off. I got oh, that. This, is, this is over. Hang on, sorry. I, I, thought I'm, I'm, I thought I'm somewhere else. <laughs> what am I actually doing here? Podcast. That's right. It's dark out. It confuses us when we do it in the No, evening. I did have to work. And, you know, and, but that's just saying how busy that I've been. Mm-hmm. I've been so, so caught up with everything that uh, I, I'm getting my days mixed up. But yeah, the lot, we couldn't have a podcast because I had to work. Yeah. I've had some very important people in town and uh, I've been working on some very important projects and wankity wank to wank. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, welcome to the McGappin Fries Movie Podcast where we talk about uh, various movie news. Uh, we review some movies. I'll be doing some really quick reviews of The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, I Love You Man and Drag Me to Hell. All three? Really quick. Okay, well, I'm okay. doing a really quick one of Time Crimes. Okay. Spanish language flick that came out last year. It's critical acclaim, and I'll be doing a quick review of that. I have heard of it. It's supposed to be really good. Mm. Well, we'll see how we go for time, and if I can fit all three in, I will. Otherwise, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Okay. So if you're waiting for the pod- the review of the one we don't do, sorry. Sorry that, you know, Dems to breaks. Looking at news this week, uh, did you see the, the snippet online of the Zack Snyder Vision Watchmen DVD extra? Yeah, yeah. I talked I talked about this uh, a little bit. For the last, for the last. Yeah, podcast. it was mentioned, but they hadn't had the clip out. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, God. It's going to take forever to go through this. It's I, I, like it took it like a thirty-second scene and made it last three and a half minutes. I don't know. I mean, like, uh, is there such a thing as too much? It did look like a lot of fun, though. I it could see myself like sitting through it in a series of times. Yeah, given given uh, certain assistance inverted commas, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I could spend quite a few hours <laughs> and then watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen the clip, uh, it's up online. A place if you search for Zack Snyder Watchmen extras. Um, it basically the movie pops back into a little screen behind and Zack Snyder walks in and points out all the really cool stuff he put in the movie I know I know it's, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool and uh, if you have the time to spare and the money to spare <laughs> it looks like it could be a lot of fun particularly if you are a fan yeah. and you know you are the kind of person that does appreciate special features I'm, I'm a special features nut yeah I love them I mean I fucking go crazy I mean like I Lord like, of the Rings, all nine errors, and then the extras. Oh my god! There is no such thing as too too many special effects. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, t- uh, too many special features. Sorry. Although, what's his name from Wedding Digital? Peter Jackson. No, the other one. Oh, Richard Taylor. Richard Taylor. Yeah, he just kind of puts you to sleep. We uh, took the arrows. Yeah, we're here. doing this project, and we have been working on this for we a number really, of months. We were really, really excited and, uh, about how the arrows had Elvish on them. Yeah, we're really the excited. The ox armor had his name in the back from his mum. He's the most boring man alive, with the most interesting job alive. I know, I know. It's so ironic. But it's fun watching that, even with that. But I think Peter Jackson clued into that, because in the later ones, you saw less of him. Yeah, yeah. There was more... They started interviewing the stunt guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. But this looks cool. Snyder doesn't come off a dick in it. He's like, he's just going through little things they put in the background and why he wanted things to be the way they are. I know, so I know. Very, I was a little cool. uh, hesitant about the whole thing, because... I, I don't know, he kind of rubbed me up the wrong way a little bit in his, in his uh, 300 director's commentary. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's like, that wasn't a real set. Yeah, that wasn't a real set. That wasn't a real set. <laughs> I'm not a real director. <laughs> no, after Watchmen, I got, I got to give, you know, you got to give the boy credit. I mean, yeah, he's pulled it off. He pulled it off pretty damn well. What I, mean, I think of the studio fucking around. Is it going to be like the, the first disc 
the two discs and some of the extras yeah. on the first disc won't be on the second one. Yeah, it's some weird setup where, um, again, uh, this was covered. This was covered last week. It's like uh, the the version that's coming out in July is the um, the version that has like you know the the, the, walk, the walkthrough commentary. But it's the like, movie version, right? Is it the first one? Uh, no, no, no. It will have added stuff, but yeah. it won't have Tales of the Black Freighter. Yeah. Uh, but the one that's coming out after this, which is which is supposedly the director's cut, the ultimate edition or whatever. You know, it's like it'll be the longest version of that movie. Yeah. Uh, but there'll be no special features. There'll just be a director's commentary or something like that. Yeah, and that's fucking Fuck, fucked up. I mean, I, I didn't mind Peter Jackson. They had for the Lord of the Rings. They had you get the vanilla version, but you knew the other one was coming with yeah. the Gollum statue or yeah, the yeah. minus turn um, pillbox. Yeah. What was the other one? Oh, and the, and, the, the bookends were awesome. You know, and but uh, and you know, and and those huge Lord of the Rings box sets, you really got your money's worth. You really did. I yeah. mean, you really fucking got your money's worth. But you knew that you were getting it all. The yeah. other ones were a taster, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Dicking around with two different copies, so you got to buy both copies. That's gonna piss me off. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not happy about the way that's set up. And also, it's been leaked. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw just there. They were tying it together with how Wolverine was leaked and stuff like that. And this isn't such a big deal because it's on DVD, it's already had its big show, and there's not much, you know, this isn't like the, with the Wolverine leak, there was a whole worries about, you know, the studio came out and said, oh no, this isn't the finalized movie, but it turned out pretty much yeah, was. Yeah, pretty much There was, was a whole lot of like, you know, um, regular yeah, warfare yeah, going yeah. around trying to, like, you know, there was, a, there was a lot of paranoia about how the movie was going to do in the box office because it had been leaked. Yeah, because uh, Watchmen's at the end of this month, I think, isn't it? The DVD? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been leaked on the torrent sites already, so it's available for download, but, um, no one seems to be that bothered about it, but it kind of sucks. I mean, it is. I'm hopeful. Have they got a cool casing for the second one? I haven't seen the case box art at all. I've seen uh, the case box art for. Um, I think it's HMV in England. Yeah. Uh, where it's basically like they uh, get some custom jobs a lot of times. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Rorschach head or a doc, or a Doctor Manhattan head. Oh. Yeah, something like that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I don't know how HMV pulled that off because you see things in there that are awesome, and it says HMV exclusive, and it's like yes, yeah, it's like the transforming Transformers cover. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's a little bit much, don't you think? Yeah. The transforming Transformers cover, <laughs> DVD cover. How insane is that? I, I was, didn't buy it. I didn't see it. I was. I didn't buy it. Time. I nearly bought it, but I because I already bought like the normal ones. I was yeah. Like, oh, fuck. If I hadn't bought the the normal one, I probably would have gotten it. It's like when I I, I was. The one thing I refused to get were the Transformer shoes. Those small little like transforming Nikes. Oh. Like, get fuck off. Yeah, that was stupid. Jesus, no, no, thank you, Doris. <laughs> Did you hear this? Uh, moving on to something else. Uh, did you hear this stuff about the the Blade new Blade trilogy? I saw some stuff of it. It's like focusing on Stephen Dorff. Yeah, 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 focusing on Deacon Frost. Why? The original director, Stephen Norrington and, and uh, Stephen Dorff. That's just weird. I mean, it was just like uh, it's bizarre. I yeah. mean, why would you I mean, do that? Why would you do it now? At one point, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but uh, like just, directly after the first movie. Yeah, it just feels weird now to like to do it. You know, yeah. it's like if you were gonna do any Blade spinoff, I'd imagine you'd do those fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jennifer Beale. Oh, they survived the third movie. They survived the third movie. Because yeah. right. I haven't seen, I still haven't seen Blade Trinity. You'd probably enjoy it if you watched it now. Yeah. If you saw it when it came out, like me, you'd probably be pissed. Yeah. I was a little annoyed with the second one anyway. The second one, I don't know. I, I I had a lot of fun with the second one, but this, I just don't understand what the point is of this. I mean. I mean, Vampires okay. are cool again. I, I mean, not that cool. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like they want to do it's like Stephen Dorff. It's Steve, hey, I don't mind Stephen. Yeah, Dorf. I like him. I actually quite like Stephen Dorff. But it's, like, it's you know he's heading into that you know when it says like starring Corey Feldman you know he's heading into that territory. He hasn't done anything big in a while. Well, he's got the new Adam Sandler com comedy coming out where uh -huh. he plays that huge, hugely hung guy, and he's in uh, Public Enemies with Johnny Depp. Uh -huh. 
Uh, I don't think the part's very big though, but he's in the movie. Uh, but yeah, it's just like some weird rumor about the whole thing. It's like uh, they said that like last year they were talking about doing it and it looks like it might be happening, but nothing really solid on that. Mm. Did you hear also about um, the possibility of uh, them, of uh, George Clooney doing Jack Ryan? I saw something about that. Was it Jack Ryan? Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw the headline, but I didn't get a chance to see the actual story. Is this kind of a rep? Yeah, it's, like, it's something like he, that he's expressed interest in, in playing the character if Paramount is thinking of reviving it. Well, what's left? Which books are left? Uh, I have no clue. Yeah. I have no clue. I mean, like, I've enjoyed the movies, actually. I mean, I, my favorite was always Alec Baldwin. Yeah, the Hunt for October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was just the best movie. And I didn't mind, I didn't mind uh, Affleck. Actually, yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I, I only caught bits and pieces of that on TV. It was just like some of our fairs couldn't. Yeah. I enjoyed Patriot Games, but I, I, I really didn't like. Clear and Present Danger. No, Clear and Present Danger was just, it was just like it was just really long. Well, Patriot Games was awesome. I remember seeing that in the cinema. Like, yeah, Patriot Games is really good. Sean Bean was cementing his role as the bad guy's bad guy. Yeah. No, Patriot Games. That yeah, that was Sean Bean and Patrick Burgeon, right? Yeah, Patrick Burgeon. Ha 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 ha. Other Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Shock to the Drop confirmed this week that uh, Resident Evil Afterlife, Paul W.S. Anderson is working on a new one, and uh, Mila Jojovic kind of confirmed they're kind of working, starting work in December, I think. Yeah, because that's really what the world needs, is another, another Resident, Resident Evil, Evil movie. <laughs> I think the world would prefer to actually get the T-Virus. <laughs> We'd all the zombies. I mean, I, I, I have a soft spot for them. I mean, they're always kind of, they're I, dumb and they're stupid, and Mila Jojovic is always naked. I, d- I don't I mean I to be honest with you I've only seen the first one mm. and I didn't mind the first one but yeah. you know I wasn't wasn't pumped enough about it that made me want to go see the sequel the second one was Nemesis yeah that was, no, that was good though it had an arc it had a mythology it did some cool stuff and Mila Jovi just got the kick fucking ass but the last one was directed by Russell Mulcahy right yeah that was I think I reviewed it last year yeah 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 pedestrian as fuck Miljojevich in kick-ass clothes jumps off a truck container with two curved blades flies through the air and slices some zombie ass in half mm-hmm. and it looks fucking like a, a high school play it's just there's no verb to it there's no it, you look at that shot there's no edge you're thinking this is you know when it comes down to it you actually prefer your best shot of the whole movie it was like a dialogue shot with two talking heads you didn't even think of this it was very generic there was no like identity no no yeah they had a little bit of style on some of these things would have been really cool but as it was it didn't you know the best thing about the movie was that at the end Alice, as she's called, she found uh, an army of Alice's. Because she's got loads of clones that try to make new ones. As you do. Yeah, because apparently she has the, you know, she's the super soldier serum, which they need for Captain America. So, <laughs> so they just made loads just, of clones of her. Does Stanley have a cameo? Yeah. <laughs> there was news on that as well. Apparently, the script for Venom, yeah. I think, was leaked yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, had. Yeah. They had basically, they've already written in the Stanley cameo. He's They're not be- even got a budget. He's, he's fucking senile, dude. He's become such a parody of himself. It's. Hey there, spider friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Stanley. I'm on the guest list for the wedding of the Fantastic Four. That was his. That was that was a cool cameo. That was very cool. I liked his cameo in Incredible Hulk, where he drinks the. Yeah, he drinks it. It's not even mentioned. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, See, when, and Iron Man was class as well. Iron yeah, Man yeah, was yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, like, turns around, like, what? That was nice. That was nice. Speaking of Marvel, uh, Ryan Reynolds apparently confirmed that Deadpool will indeed break the, break fourth, the fourth wall, wall which is awesome. Yeah, I like the way they had the. Uh, there was uh, one of the websites had this news. For those of you who know, Deadpool's a kind of a Wolverine kind of spin-off thingy. Yeah. He um, he always just talks his 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 speech boxes and stuff like that are all referring to the fact that he's in a comic and weird stuff like that. Yeah. He's like I think that they showed a panel on one of the news sites and just had him going like, oh man, I got my memory back. 
I remember when he used to have these little square boxes that would like echo my thoughts. And it pops up like, hey, we're still here, we're back. It's like, oh great, awesome. Wade Wilson. And a bit of depressing news that uh, Terry Gilliam announced this week that Zero Theorem, a project, I think a project we announced on the po- we mentioned on the podcast mm-hmm. when we really started, mm-hmm. uh, he'd been working. He was planning to work on this between Parnassus and um, what's the next one? La, la, uh, Don Quixote again. Yeah, yeah. The man who killed Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. But it turns out there's not enough time for it, so it's basically killed. But it was going to be like a VR kind of movie with this guy who's solving a theorem through this suit thing, and then he programs it to go into his own self and all. That. Typical wacky Terry Gilliam shit, but also got that little bit of 90, uh, Brazil in there with the kind of, it's, he lives in a kind of a authoritarian world or something like that. Right, right, right. But it's completely dead now because Parnassus took up too long with the publicity and the reshoots and stuff like that, and now uh, he's going to move on to the man who killed Don Quixote, so it's dead. Which is, That's it's a, a shame. That's a shame. It sounded really cool. It sounded like, I mean, when I saw a treatment online and it was pretty lawnmower man-ish. Yeah. But even if Terry Gilliam shot the lawnmower man, it'd be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I love this stuff. I can't wait to see. Actually, I haven't heard anything since the uh, Cannes um, premiere of the Doctor, of, the, uh, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. I haven't heard anything about DVD releases or cinema releases since. No, then. me neither. What little bits of pieces I have heard has all been very positive. Yeah, but um, I haven't really, haven't really seen any reviews or anything like that. Yeah. Did you hear about who's? Uh, Who's got the directing gig for Predators? Yeah, what's it? Some Nimrod. Nimrod. <laughs> Nim, was, what is it? It's, uh, I got it here somewhere. Yeah, it's Nimrod Antal. What's he done? He's directed Vacancy and Control. Fuck. Oh, Control, I've heard is very good. Yeah, I've heard Control is very good as I have well. An, I, have a, I have a copy there. I I've seen little bits well. of uh, Vacancy. It yeah. looks atmospheric. Yeah. <laughs> But I think, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, when I did watch it, it was on mute. Yeah. It was, you know, it was, it was playing on the TV in front of me in the treadmill of the gym. <laughs> it looked all right. But there was other news about Predators. There was some like leak about where they're heading, and it's just it's aliens. Yeah, pretty the, much. The, the, the plot now, aliens is an awesome plot, but it seems to be heading a little too derivative in that way. Uh, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean anything to get the stain of Alien versus Predator off the franchise. Yeah, well this guy, uh, what Nimrod? <laughs> <laughs> you just love saying that. Yeah, Nimrod. He's got a movie coming out in December called Armored. I've seen the trailer for it. It looks pretty cool. There's it's, been a lot of news about it. Armored uh, being like kind of ticking over slowly. It's kind of under yeah, cover yeah. a little bit. It's not going for the big kind of press spread. But no, it's not. Little bits and pieces but there. And then. Buzz on it apparently has been getting pretty good. It's an Edward Carheist movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Trailer looks pretty good. Uh, it's Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Matt Dillon. I uh, can't really remember who else, but there's some pretty good actors in there. Yeah. And uh, Robert Rodriguez, I mean, he's pretty upfront about the fact that that movie is the, was the clincher for giving him the job. All right. So, seeing that Neil Marshall was also in the run, be curious to see what this guy brings to the table because yeah, you know, like Neil Marshall's got some pretty kick-ass, you know, like uh, oh, well, we've done the trilogy now. Yeah, yeah. And we watched it as well, and oh my god. The descent thing will haunt me till I die. There's one scene in descent. Oh, this will scare the living shit out of me. It was literally like when I watched it. It was literally. Ah! I was fighting to get behind the couch. I could not get behind the couch fast enough. It was just. It was. Like, I was. I was thinking about it. It was very like that bit in the strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where it's yeah, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Granny, granny, granny. I don't really see her. Oh my fucking god! How long has he been there? But yeah, Neil Marshall, I'd love to see his Predators. That would be fucking awesome. His Predators would be really fucking good. So I'm in, so for right now, I'm interested in seeing Armored. I want to yeah. see what this movie's all about. Uh, Nick Pegg and uh, 
I always forget his name. Nick Frost. Nick Frost. The two of them um, announced there they're not going to be at Comic Con, unfortunately. So in your face, yap! <laughs> Suck it down! Oh god. They just couldn't handle the fact that you were going to be there acting like a dick in the background, monologuing. Oh, me! Me! Pick me! Pick me! <laughs> I'm an actor! Reduced to the stakes of a bum! <laughs> So yeah, it's just it's a nightmare to kind of set that kind of shit up. I mean, what's his name? Um, I guess I'll just have to watch the Avatar panel. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> well, I think they should have or, a panel there. They should or, have a panel. Or the District Nine. <laughs> or Fringe. Do you want to walk out here alive? <laughs> Do you? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Come on. In <laughs> uh, what the fuck news? It was just like again. <laughs> Really, this is this, this comes every so often. We need to make it a regular segment because they really are. There is nothing left at the bottom of the creative barrel. They're scraping through till the dirt on the other side. This week saw the announcement of Asteroids, Asteroids the, movie, the movie, and some kind of half-assed thing which I'm not 100% sure on, which was Viewmaster the movie. I don't know about that. You don't know about the? Have you, you remember the Viewmaster? No. It was this kind of 3D red thing that you put the circular pictures oh, in yeah, yeah. and you click it. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is up there with Monopoly. How the fuck do you make a movie out of this crap? You re- I, Make a GoBot movie, at least there's a plot there. Well, as it says, like, uh, there is no story to Asteroids. <laughs> yeah, it's a triangle all, trying to... All you needed to know was that rocks made you die. Yeah. <laughs> Kill the rocks. Take me to base. <laughs> Take me to base! There was no base in Asteroids, but... um it, no, it's, drink coffee? I mean, it's going to be just Armageddon, I guess. I mean, it's one of those things that... You're kind of thinking that there's got to be some of these things coming along where people just buy a license to fuck with it. It's got to come up sooner or later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just be insane. So like Asteroids, I don't know, it could be a three and a half movie about rocks. No yeah. characters, just rocks know. breaking Maybe. slowly over thousands of years in small pieces. It could be like that rock creature from Neverending Story. Yeah. <laughs> I'd see it. Yeah. <laughs> they look like big, strong <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that is stupid. That's it's just ridiculous. I mean, we're gonna start having beer ads. For fuck's yeah, sake. it it, need, it needs um, it needs to be cleansed with this incredibly good news that uh, if any straight man will will be very happy about this. Julianne Moore and Annette Bening have signed on to play a lesbian couple. <laughs> you dig the older chicks, don't you? And the kids are all right. <laughs> Bening's just weird. Come on, Annette Bening and Julianne Moore. If it's rated R, I'm so there. Oh, Julianne Moore, yeah, not for that. But Annette Bening just always freaks me out. Yep. She doesn't freak me out. Well, she does in, in the best possible way. Uh, back to TV, just coming to TV for a while. Um, after V's coming up now, it's basically, again, scraping the barrel dry. Uh, looks like Alienation is coming to TV on the Sci-Fi Network in the US. Mm-hmm. Not Sci-Fi. 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 And Quantum Leap as well. That was also mentioned there in talks with Donald P. Belisario. And <laughs> trying to get him into what's, whether he wants to do it or not. And, it was weird, the interviews I saw were asking, so you're doing Alienation, will it be darker? You're doing uh, Quantum Leap, are you going darker? It was like, because darker is the thing to do, but I mean, Quantum Leap wouldn't work as darker. And it sounds like the guy who's doing Alienation is not going the dark route. He's going buddy comedy, buddy cop alien thing. Oh, right. But it could be a good take, because I mean, the, last, the old show be. the I old mean, show, and the movies were pretty noir, pretty grim. grim I, I, I kind of liked, I mean, I, I really liked the old show. I mean, I'll see, I'll see the new one. I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Any any word on who's in it or anything? Not yet so far. All it's uh, Tim Minear who worked on Angel and Buffy and Far- Fireflies involved. So it's his. He's the showrunner. He's on the tape. All oh, right. 
it's going to be his take on it. The, the Mark Stern, I think, is the guy's name from Sci-Fi. He's the head of programming, and they're looking for their next big Battlestar Galactica. They got a side, they got a space show coming up. They got to get a time travel show. That's where it came out. I'd be more concerned about Quantum Leap than than Alienation, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> come on, man. It's classic. You couldn't fuck with it. Even its ending was just fuck you. Yeah, and Scott Bakula still looks exactly the same. <laughs> he hasn't aged. <laughs> he hasn't aged. He's awesome. I cannot. I cannot accept it. It's except Sam Beckett. Any other Sam Beckett? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just even his name, Sam Beckett. It's just fucking awesome. It's just awesome. You can't change that shit. God, I read this. Fucking crack me up. Did you hear about how, like Megan Fox, like what she said about Michael Bay, like how she got the Transformers role? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is pretty funny. It started with uh, an interview with the uh, this guy Ramon Rodriguez, the actor who was in the uh, the sequel, uh, Shia LaBeouf's uh, fucking roommate. Oh, uh, Leo. Yeah, yeah. That uh, for his bizarre audition with Michael Bay, that he uh, said, and I for Transformers, he said, uh, and I quote, "For 90 minutes, he had me jumping, running, diving over the furniture in his office. In his office. Awesome. In his office. Awesome. That was the that was the audition. I was drenched in sweat." He told me, okay, hide behind the desk, now run over there. And man, I was looking in his eyes and he was enjoying it. And, <laughs> and then Michael Bay, uh, they, when they asked Megan Fox the same question, it was like, um, Bay made her wash his Ferrari while he filmed her at his house. <laughs> she, she says that she didn't know what happened to the footage and when the Guardian asked Bay about it, he uncomfortably replied, uh, I don't know where it is either. <laughs> Michael Bay is awesome. <laughs> I got some quotes from him as well this week. He was talking about different things. He's talking about uh, on 3D. He was saying, "I prefer the flat screen. I'm not jumping into 3D at all. It's a pain that I can shoot it. I actually like the flat image. I've heard some people can't even see 3D, and moreover, the major side effect of watching it is like it's feeling exhausted. Can you imagine how you'd feel watching one of my movies in 3D? <laughs> He's got a fire. <laughs> Something's fucking my eyeballs." It was worth it for just that end bit. It's like, are you insane? Could they handle the mayhem? <laughs> the other one he was saying about is Megan Fox has been. There's a, li yeah, a, she says there's a list I haven't. I had it open there one week, but we didn't go through it. It was just all the dumbass dumb things, things that she has said. Yeah, yeah. I think Empire had it, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, something, yeah. Else? something like that. But yeah, she's been saying some stupid things. like, you know, shit. I like marijuana, it doesn't fuck me up. But I think that two or three quotes earlier, it was like, oh, I don't do drugs and all this kind of stuff. Or... I know, it was really fucking ridiculous. And like, like, like Wonder Woman, like totally dissing Wonder Woman. Because at one point there was some rumors yeah. going around. Then she's like, Wonder Woman's fucking stupid. It was like, yeah. shoot, bitch, shut up. Six <laughs> more Botox. Well, this is where it came into that there was a quote for him. He had his response. He said, she says some very ridiculous things because she's 22 years old and she says a lot of growing to do. You roll your eyes whenever you see statements like that and think, okay, Megan, you can do whatever you want. I got it. But I 100% disagree with her. Nick Cage wasn't a big actor when I cast him. <laughs> no, it was Ben Affleck before I put him in Armageddon. Shia LaBeouf wasn't a big movie star before he did Transformers and then he exploded. Not to mention Will Smith and La Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys. Nobody in the world knew who Megan Fox was until <laughs> I found her and put her in Transformers. Booyah! <laughs> Michael fucking Bay. Helicopter, slow motion, sunset. Shia LaBeouf, uh, Mega Fox's face, a single tear, a solitary tear comes down her cheek. Pull back, pull back, pull back. 300, Explosion! 360 degree camera move. Yeah. <laughs> he loves that. I remember the Every fucking movie. I think he debuted it in Bad Boys 2 where they had their own no, no, shooting. No, 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 he debuted it in Bad Boys 1. Well, no, he did some of the stuff, but there was the, there's the, there's the around shot and then there's the, we oh, got the it around, on a circular dolly yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's Bad Boys 2. Yeah. In yeah. Bad Boys 2, they're shooting each other out and the camera yeah. goes through the wall and around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it in Transformers. When I see that shit, I'm like, for fuck's sake, learn something new. 
that last I think it was part of the when we gave out about Transformers how at the end there was more shots of fucking hovercraft and robots yeah there was one shot I was like I could lose this shot completely where it's just Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox after he's uh, after he's you know gotten up off the ground and uh, hugged her and there's the full 180 whip yeah, shot with yeah. the sun in the background and yeah, the yeah. lens flare that is just pure him no no he loves that shit he's it's, it's like but find a new way to do it do it from a higher angle or something else he's doing the exact same shot it's his thing, man. Mm. He's Michael fucking Bay. And he delivers us some awesome. Speaking of Transformers, uh, late Sunday, the estimates gave Transformers 201.2 million for the five-day opening, which isn't enough to top the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it was ever expected to yeah. top the Dark Knight. But one thing that's really cracked me up about Transformers 2 is the fanboys are kind of losing it over this movie. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like they're, they're, this whole thing with the Dark Knight, it's really disturbing. It's like they somehow feel like the... That Transformers success like insults the Dark Knight or something, or like the Dark. <laughs> well, that's rampant fanboyism. But I mean, it's like it's ridiculous. How can you even compare the two movies? They're so fucking different. That's why they're fanboys. Fanboys compare things it's that don't like, need yeah, compared. Just like yeah, Dark Knight in your face, babe. It's like what the fuck? Dark Knight is so much better than Hellraiser. Yeah, Dark Knight, man. It's like <laughs> it's not nowhere near as good as Dark Knight. It's like what the fuck? Who cares? I haven't heard much to see. Is there any? Is the word about killing this after the release? No. 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 People are still just going and it's sitting a, through it. It's a fucking juggernaut, dude. It's yeah. still number one. It's it's uh, it's 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 pretty much past. It's already past the three hundred million dollar mark. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be it, once the, the once they've got like you know Dark Knight, Transformers, and Iron Man two in the top three movies of all time. Once we can get Titanic at like five or six, we'll be fine. Avatar will go in there. It'd be great. Avatar. It'll be really interesting to see how that turns out. There was a. During the break, there was some news on uh, 24 Minutes, some of that of it shown to yeah, yeah, journalists, yeah, yeah. and they lost their fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, apparently it was awesome. It was just amazing, apparently. And yeah. these are like from a number of sources, not just one leaky kind of, you know, could be publicity thing. These were like reputable sources going, this is going to be fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, other news, back to TV news again. I just spotted this and have to mention it. Parker Lewis can't lose his own DVD. Oh, shit. Have you ever seen Parker Lewis can't lose? I have. It's fucking awesome. It's it's some of the articles led into it by saying, you know, in after the first Bueller movie, they launched the first Bueller TV show, it died a death. Mm-hmm. And then they launched the first uh Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which is very much similar. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. Just with a little bit more added surrealism, like his best friend was a coat that you can just pull things out of. He always has the right thing. This is the great show. And um, there was a, and they had the Coob who was the um Get me a beer as well, will you? <laughs> The Coob, who turned up an ER later as the desk guy, and it was just always awesome to see him when he walked through the corridors of the, it was kind of hyper-surrealism, when they walked through the corridors of the school, when the Coob came along, the actual lockers and everything would bounce and shit, and it was just an awesome show, so I have to get a copy of this. Although I'm hoping it doesn't turn out to be one of these things you watch it again, it's terrible. But I, watched I think Trans- it will be. I watched Transformers, the animated movie there recently, and it was actually better than the last time I saw it. I don't know, I mean, like, uh, I enjoy the action in Transformers, but some of the dialogue in Transformers is god-awful. And the constant rock music all the way through. I know, yeah, that's... <laughs> that's been going through my head since it's that. Make it stop. I can't stop thinking about Hot Rod. <laughs> and his Hot Rod. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! That was pretty fucked up, though, that cartoon, but... Um, you know the one, exactly, exactly, and I can't stop. I mean, never mind the touch. I thought the touch was like the touch. I thought the touch was integral to the whole no, movie. No, no, it's no, not. No, it's a little no, snippet. No, it's all these other little bits. But that fucking song. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
get any more news? We can see everything from Lookout Mountain. <laughs> we can make out at Lookout Mountain. Decepticons! Oh god. So watch that again. Let's watch it again. I watched a lot of trailers, did you? Um, I, I got to see the trailer for Old Dogs. That looks kind of stupid. Old dog. I didn't see that. That's, uh, That's uh, John Travolta and Robin Williams. No, oh, no. Yeah, it looks like it's from the director of Wild Hogs. And yeah. It, and it looks like Wild Hogs, Old Dogs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a little too close to home. I couldn't give a shit. So if you liked Wild Hogs, then you might like this movie. Did you see the trailer for The Informant? Yes, I did. This looks awesome. This is a Steven Soderbergh movie and uh, Matt Damon's in it. And it all had looked very much like The Insider until the trailer came out. Yeah, and it's, it's a, a fucking comedy. It's like The Insider's a fucking idiot. He keeps like ta- he keeps narrating his day into his um, wire. Into his wire, yeah. I'm going into the coffee. Hello, Mabel, the secretary. Hello. The- it's just- you don't have to fucking describe everything. To- Even the poster. Who's- and Scott Bakula yeah, is Scott the Bakula, other guy. Yeah. And, it just- and he's like, I told him the camera. What did you do? I told him the camera was in the corner. And he's looking at it. In close-up. No, the poster is hilarious. It's just, it's just uh, like Matt Damon with Matt this Damon big, movie. cheesy fucking grin on his face. It looks like Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, God. It's Matt Damon playing Matt Damon. It's, it looks it pretty looks cool. Really and again, fun. it looks like Soderbergh, he's managed to get his, you know, himself and George Clooney are very clear about the fact that they do their arty stuff and then they do Oceans whatever and they don't give a shit. But this looks like he's melding the two sensibilities together a little yeah. bit more. Because it'd be interesting because he does have like, to like his when he he seems to be working towards the middle because his old spectrum. I mean, what was it, Persopolis or Metropo- Metropolis or something like that? He did some uh, kind of movie yeah, yeah, which yeah, is just yeah, like yeah. arty and no yeah, dialogue. Yeah. He and d- he's done a few. I mean, like quite a few of his movies are a bit like yeah. that. I've heard what was it? Uh, Shay is guerrilla warfare watching it, so I think there was some reviews of it saying this is like a lot of breath of fresh air. Have you have you spoken to anyone who's seen uh, the girlfriend experience? That no, one. have you? No, but the reviews are pretty good. Yeah, I remember seeing the tra- you, you reviewed the trailer a while ago. Yeah, yeah, the uh, reviews are actually pretty good. They say that it's actually uh, she. They say that Sasha Gray is actually pretty good. I don't know. It's like I'm gonna feel weird. Just I mean, like uh, she's gonna come on. I'm just gonna know like how much you know, like how well she sucks dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> she really does suck. I mean, I mean, like she, I mean, she looks like she knows what she's doing. <laughs> and the trailer I saw was Five Minutes Ahead. Did you see that? I think you yeah. mentioned it before, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I posted that on, on, yeah. Your Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> My five minutes of heaven? Now, this movie looks cool. It looks very good. And it's unusual to see Liam Neeson playing the, the loyalist. And yeah. it's it's a, a loyalist and a Catholic. And the, the, he was part of the UVF, the Ulster Volunteer Force, and killed the guy's brother. Yeah. They're meeting on TV, and James Nesbitt's the guy who yeah, grew yeah. up, and he's thinking of killing him. I, I like James Nesbitt as well. It's, not, it's yeah. nice to see those two together. It is, and you know that Nissan. It's good to get Nesbit out there. You still haven't seen Hi- uh, Jekyll, have you? No, I haven't seen that yet. It's his tour de force. That's what I hear. That's what it's I hear. It's brilliant. He's just when he turns into Jekyll, he is chewing on the scenery as well as the cast. Can it's you, just. Can you uh, get? Is it out on DVD? Yeah, you can get it on DVD. Yeah. Shit. Okay. How, how many? How many? How many episodes? It's like six episodes or that. And it's all like this big sprawling saga about, about him. A little bit. It's, it's, it's pretty slow to start off. It's only got about an hour and a bit maybe on the, the individual episodes. But it does build nicely and it references the fact that Jekyll and Hyde was a book. Right, right. And stuff like that. And it took, it, like one or two you look and okay, it's the standard story. And then it takes a few left and right turns. And the ending's pretty fucking cool as well. There's a nice twist in there. So. Cool. All right. No. Just, I'll check that out. Yeah. One we got to mention as well. Robo-Gesha. Yeah. Robo-Gesha. This... <laughs> looks ludicrous. It looks ludicrous. It'll. It, it looks like the movie will probably be terrible. Yeah. Um, it looks like. Um, but I've heard the director's other movie, Machine Girl, is supposed to be quite good. 
Provocation machine. I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, uh, I'll probably. I mean, it, you gotta know what you're getting. You're getting like I, I have a copy there recently. I have to watch it soon. The Tokyo Gore Police. You know what you're getting. Japan seems to be in this resurgent thing of uh, samurai bloody horror movies at the moment. I know. I know. They're going through this whole thing where it's like it's almost like they're Andy Warhol phase. Yeah. The film. Everything's like these weird pastiche colors and incredibly violent and horrible and, and like you know like people are. It's an incorrect melding of like humor and violence. Like it's it's beyond. The, the slasher hammer, horror yeah. comedies and stuff like that. But this Robo Geisha is just ludicrous. And yeah, this is completely ridiculous. I mean, it's like this Geisha who's... <laughs> she a can, robot. A robot. She can transform. She does swords, missiles. Whatever There's a Geisha fuck. war in there involved. Yeah. Like, the the trade has this pervy guy going, Geisha, assassin. Yeah, I know. It's like... Geisha, boob milk. It's... And I'm not... That's not... He's the Japanese Don LaFontaine. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> the movie will probably suck. I've, I've lost faith in all these kinds of trailers ever since um, fucking Octopus and Shark. Yeah. Like Giant Octopus, Mega Shark versus, versus Giant, Giant Octopus. Octopus. We shouldn't but, even talk about it. No, it's it, it's the movie it. that shall not speak its name. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like th those two seconds, those were the only two good seconds in the entire fucking movie. Yeah, I know. Did you see the trailer for Couples Retreat? I did. I this? did. This looks, I don't know. It's Looks Vince Vaughn like and John Favreau. You can never fault that. I know, and they wrote it. I mean, they, they uh, with some other guy, but uh, but the guy who's directing it has been an actor and all, like Elf and all this shit. Who's directing it? Um, it's the director is Peter Billingsley. Yeah, but it's only, it's only his second directing job after The Sacred Fire in 1994. But uh, he was the nerd in Iron Man who tells Stane that the suit can't be made. Oh right. And he's been in Elf, and uh, he's also in The Breakup. I never saw The Breakup. Was that yeah. good? Uh, bits and pieces of it are okay. I mean, it's Jennifer fucking Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this I thought it was funny. It's Kristen Bell. They go on a couple's retreat. No, it's a good cast. Happens. I yeah. like the actors. Yeah. Although Jason Bateman really needs to start playing some different kinds of characters. He looks weird. It's like, Teaming him with Kristen Bell is yeah. a bit odd. It's a bit odd. I don't know what age he is, but he has that leathery look of someone who's older than they probably are. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's frosted gray in it as well. I know. And Kristen Bell very, looks very young. Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> that's all I have to say about that's that. That's all I have to say about that. Did you see the trailer for Jennifer's Body? No. The Red Band trailer for Jennifer's Body? No. Jennifer's Body is Megan Fox's next big movie. So this is the one that her career will be pinned upon, no doubt, after Transformers. And um, everything I read about this movie was, it's Diablo Cody wrote it, the girl yeah. behind Juno. Juno, yeah. And uh, it seemed like, you know, there was some girls did something and they accidentally got this bitch, this girl from school possessed. And I thought it was going to be her as a you know screaming lunatic monster, but in the trailer, she's actually herself. She just has a thirst for flesh. So there's a whole lot of things. There's a whole lot of like funny lines about you know like are you going to eat me? No, I don't eat boys. And then later on, there's another comment like you're going to eat me, aren't you? It's like well you know I go both ways. Like, so but she's actually the scenes of her being demonic mm -hmm. and then being totally fucking normal. Mm -hmm. But she knows the thing is inside her, mm -hmm. and she's dealing with that. Is it, is it good? It looks good. But she's dealing with it, and not in a way it's like, oh my god, I'm a monster, as in, like, I'm gonna eat these. She keeps going out with boys and eating them, and there's a whole lot of just ludicrous, like, sex jokes in there. So it actually looks quite good. Because from everything I saw before this, I really thought it was Carrie. Right. Yeah. I, I, know, I, I know very little about it. Yeah. But it looks fun. I mean, she, she's like, I thought she was just gonna be an animated, reanimated corpse, but she's actually sitting there talking about this shit and in a kind of a cam and mm -hmm. together way. Mm -hmm. So that kind of looks cool. Cool. Is she, does she look like she's good in it? Yeah, she looks like she's quite good, yeah. Okay, then. All right. When's uh, that coming up? Um, I think that's just before Christmas, I think. All right. Okie dokie. All right, then. 
Uh, one other thing I should mention, uh, I've missed it for a while, In The Loop. Have you heard about this? Uh, yeah, I have. It's supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be really good. Based on a TV show called um, uh, In The Thick Of It. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've heard it a lot on BBC radio shows about saying how it's funny how the, the he went and won politician to see the movie when it came out in the UK quite a while ago, mm -hmm. and um, he was saying, "Well, it's kind of you know that politicians are that vapid and stupid." And that very week, the movie, the week it actually came out because they were preview screening, some politician in the UK had done something more stupid than anything in the movie. So it's supposed to be very satirical, very funny, and um, what's his name, Mr. He, Sopranos in it? Yeah, uh, James Gandolfini. Mm. He's got the, he's, it's an American movie that have to, or it's a, a British movie that has to have a token American in there somewhere to. And uh, Anna Chum, Anna Chomsky from uh, My Girl. Oh yeah. The little girl from. She's My all grown girl. up. Yeah, she's all grown up in it. She's. Did she feel uh, that? She looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go to a dangerous place there. She looks like a slightly more petite version of uh, Kristen Davis. Uh, was, in, no, was it? Was it? Was it? Kristen Johnston from. Um, uh, Third Rock from the Sun. That, oh yeah. That huge blonde from. That Third huge Rock. Amazon with the yeah, jaw yeah, that yeah. could break ice. Uh, she's cute. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> Moving on to reviews. Right. Well, um, yeah, I'll talk about the taking of Pelham 123. Yeah. This movie is like, okay, first of all, uh, I, I never saw the original. I have. I think I've mentioned it after we yeah, yeah, the yeah. trailer. We, we have uh, mentioned it once. Walter Matthau and... Um, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Yeah. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it's a 70s crime movie. It's got that kind of French connection vibe. Very cool. And it's a heist where you're like... The, the heist is very smart yeah. and uh, the way that things play out is very smart and Walter Matthau's face at the end yeah, is you mentioned that. genius just as he catches one of the gang mm -hmm. out because they've said something yeah, yeah, he yeah. knows exactly where they are and he, you don't even see him getting them he's just, just like gotcha bitch <laughs> so I, will the new one live up to this? Um, well from what I have uh, from what I hear is that the movie is not so much it's a little bit more of a sort of Re reinterpretation. Yeah. So it's like um, I think this is much more of an action film. It's uh, got John Travolta in it. Well, to be honest with you, John Travolta is the best thing in the, about the movie. Really? For me, I mean, like uh, you get your fun. He finally is. You, he's finally having fun. You know, which is something I haven't seen John Travolta do in a long time. Is he having fun or is he having broken arrow fun? He's having broken arrow fun. <laughs> Great, awesome. He's having broken arrow fun. You know, but but like cranked up even more. It's like, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Everything is like fuck, fuck, fuck. And uh, it's just fun to see him be a nut again. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's he's having a good time. Uh, Denzel Washington is dull, dull. I mean, just, dull. Dull. I mean, like the thing is, is that yes, of course he's good. Yes, he's Denzel Washington. He's always fucking. But he's been playing he's a lot of wooden guard. I mean, Man I know, on Fire. Um, Denzel Washington goes back a time where he has a thing he can go back and see thing. The past. What's uh, it called? Uh, Deja vu. Deja vu. Yeah. Deja yeah. vu. Uh, Inside Man. He was very much the kind of yeah. non-reactive guy. Yeah. No, I mean, like he's gone. He's gotten into this funk where he. Yeah, he's always good in the sense that yes, he is a good actor. He's Denzel yeah. Washington, Oscar winner, fucking you know yeah. the black male Meryl Streep, whatever. <laughs> uh, but he's doing these roles. Where he doesn't really, he, he doesn't just, stretch himself. Yeah, and he just sort of like, fuck, you're boring the shit out of me. And especially seeing as how lately he's doing a lot of movies with uh, very similar themes with, uh, with him with, getting with Tony Scott. Yeah. So he's always lit the exact same fucking way. <laughs> so it's you almost feel like you're seeing him in the same fucking movie again, because he's always Tony Scott lights Denzel, Denzel Washington the exact same fucking way in every movie he's he is in. He's shiny. You know, he looks like he's in. So it's like a big fucking blur. You feel like you've seen him in, in, in this do this before because you have. Were was did Tony Scott do Deja Vu? Yeah. And Man on Fire. Yeah. And this. Yeah. So it's like 
That's what I mean. It's yeah. like, you know, it's all it all blurs into one thing. And and Tony Scott, what's really there's an edit out there. Someone's got to edit together shots from these movies and just uh, like not make any difference. I know. Just like just yeah, it'd be fucking insane. But the thing is with Tony Scott's visual style is that once upon a time it was cool. Yeah. But he's been ripped off. Top so, Yeah. Even Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> cool trickle. <laughs> Is this what you're looking for, doctor? <laughs> <laughs> you got down. Ooh, I got chills. Oh god, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> but yeah, what were we, what were we talking about? <laughs> now, Tony Scott, like, like back, you know, like Top Gun. During those days, yeah. his visual style was very cool. It was very, very exciting. You know, very homoerotic. Yeah, <laughs> he was like the British Michael Bay of the eighties. <laughs> But uh, it was cool then. Since then, he's been ripped off by so many um, of the directors for hire that Bruckheimer takes in for his movies. Yeah. It's that, hard to be the original and best. Yeah. It's that uh, he, his style has now become generic. It's become so copied that everything looks the same anyway. Yeah. So it feels generic. The, the, it, the action in the movie, while, while cool to a certain extent, the, the formula itself is so tired. The visual style is so tired. The, the actors in the role, you've seen them play this role how many fucking times yeah, before, yeah. that the whole thing just feels very tired. The only one who you enjoy, who I really ha- thought was having any fun, who I enjoyed watching was John Travolta. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's not boring. It's just nothing new. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't pissed off that I saw it. I didn't feel like I had wasted my money. But having said that- It's not it's, a movie you want to see in the cinema, you'll catch yeah, it on TV somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'd be perfectly happy to catch this on DVD. It wasn't necess- it's not something that you have to see on the big screen. Yeah. I hate that. I hate people who go to the cinema as well, who just go and say, oh, you're going to the cinema tonight? What are you going to see? I was going to get there. You fucking insane? <laughs> I'm not going to, I want spectacle. I want explosions. I want Michael Bay. <laughs> You know, it's like I, there's a reason why I didn't see the reader in the cinema. A couple of times, a couple of times I've tried that. Every time movie I wanted to see, it's not there, <laughs> and I feel like an asshole. I was like, if I had just looked at the fucking papers, <laughs> there were a couple like in second floor. I did that. Yeah, thing the day. Uh, what's it called? The internet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm really old-fashioned in that sense. Last time I was in Singapore, I was like, I'll just walk by the cinema and see what's playing. Nothing I want to see. I remember <laughs> queuing in Dublin outside the Savoy or the Carlton because there's like two queues. Or there's a queue per cinema, and you queue in the rain to go see whatever the fuck you want to see, as opposed to picking up your cards and your tickets on credit card or getting them but an hour or two before the show and all this kind of crap. Queuing in the rain outside the fucking cinema. Thank God those days are gone. Thank God those days are gone. My fucking hero. We survived them on the beaches, in the pantries, in the nightclubs. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, like taking a Pelham one, two, three. It's how I, I mean, like it's, it's cinema one, two, three, ABC. It's the kind of movie that would have made a fortune had it been retitled Crimson Tide, <laughs> which was also a Tony Scott movie. <laughs> I know. Which also had Denzel Washington. Was he chewing on something in the movie? Denzel Washington? No, but he uh, he doesn't. He's got he's got something. He's, he's got something. Yeah, he's got some fucking twitch. <laughs> James Gandolfini's also in it, and he's good fun. Yeah. Yeah, he plays the the mayor who's on his way out after he's suffering from a scandal. He cheated on his wife. She's divorcing him, so he's got that shit. And that's kind of fun. The you know the, the short couple of times. But Denzel's not a copper now, is he? He's a no. Trains. He's a guy. train guy. You. Uh, 
Yeah, dude, he's a train guy. Well, uh, so the, the key concept again is he's the, the guys are holding up the train. They're gonna kill a person every hour. Every you get a, yeah, like uh, it's like if the money doesn't come, they're gonna he's gonna kill a person every minute, every late minute after that, after yeah. the deadline. And to prove that he's uh, not serious, he offs one. That he is serious. And to prove that he is serious, he offs one. Yes. <laughs> I'm not serious. Fine. And Denzel Washington is the guy who picks up the call in the the you know radio control area. And he gets stuck then, it's like, no, I'll only talk to that guy. Yeah, pretty Because much. otherwise he'll have nothing to do for the rest of the movie. Pretty much. It's got a solid group of actors in it. John Turturro turns up. Um, I mean, there's some, you know, Luis, Guz- Luis Guzman, is it? Guzman, whatever his name is. Who? Luis Guzman. Guzman. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of familiar faces in there. So, yeah. I mean, acting-wise, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, Meh. it just feels like a movie that came out 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I caught uh, Time Crimes, a movie I've been keeping an eye on for the last while. Um, the trailer came out last year. It's an independent Spanish movie, and um, time travel's involved. It seemed to be that year's Primer. Mm-hmm. I think we reviewed Primer, didn't we? No, we didn't. I did. Did I not? No, you didn't. I watched it. You did watch it. You Primer's a <laughs> fucked up time travel movie where you st- I still... Apparently, there's 16 timelines in there. I still can't keep up. I saw a chart, and I don't know what the fuck happened in that movie. But it's a good time travel movie. Yeah. This one is basically like Homer Simpson travels in time. <laughs> it's like this slobby fucking it's a Spanish guy, Hector, and he comes home to his wife and there's something on the bushes and he goes out and when he goes out there he's chased by this guy in bandages. Mm-hmm. And as he comes up to hide in this place and he's just slobby. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into this place, he goes, he, they live somewhere like in the woods or something like that. They're like, all the houses are separated by acres and they can, you know, there's a lot of wander space. Mm-hmm. And uh, he happens upon this place and he goes in there, he's asking them for help and there's a guy up in a silo somewhere and he goes up there and he falls into this device. And he travels through time. Mm-hmm. And he just, when I'm watching it, when the first time he travels through time, I know it's called Time Crimes. I know it's got, and I've heard it's got a twisty turny time, time travel plot. For people who've watched time travel movies, it's not that twisty turny. It all makes kind of sense in the end. But by the first time he travels, he travels back on his own self. So he's interacting with himself. Right. So there's that kind of, it's the Back to the Future 2, but only more physical. It, it, what, the, the tone as well? The tone is very, I mean, it's a low budget flick, so the tone, it's, at the beginning it looks like a, what's his name, Kitchen Sink, uh, the UK guy, he's done that one with uh, Canton at the moment. Oh, Ken Loach. Ken Loach, it's like a yeah. fucking Ken Loach movie, just like thinking it's, or, you know, um, they drink my mom and no, that's what I'm thinking of, Hamon, on, Hamon, on, or something like that. It looks like a fucking just <laughs> Spanish movie you know, eat just like this guy and his wife. Did you say eat, drink, man, woman? Yeah. That's angry. <laughs> You're angry, I'm fucking angry. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> he's a slow and it, like, yeah. the first time he, he doesn't get it but what the movie does to grow on you is to watch him as he goes through and figures out what's gone on mm-hmm. and he actually gets ahead of the audience right slightly and that's where it comes interesting the first half is pretty dull because they got a lot of setup to do and explain the time travel but once he starts crossing over himself again and again and again it all makes because the first time you watch it there's these few little weird things that happen you're like what the fuck is that all about mm-hmm. but then later time loops show what was from different angles and stuff like that and it's basically a three act structure as usual but the third act is pretty very good because mm-hmm. the the time travel he tries to break the loop but then he realizes he doesn't kind of have to and stuff and it's just it's it's you you're with him on the journey you're not you're with hector whatever he is now because like they say well the one who's around now is hector one and he's like talking to this poor fucker who's Working in the time travel place on the weekend to see if it can, can get it working. And so the moment he turns it on, this guy climbs out and keeps and, and demands shit from him. <laughs> and then he turns up later, not knowing this because it's the younger version of him and some of that. So he's constantly talking to him. But even by the end of it, he's getting into it. He's like, this is Hector 3. Because Hector, Hector 1 is back at the house and Hector 2 is wandering around. Because <laughs> there's just all these Hectors and they can't. He's like, if you 
fuck it up. If do you remember you called yourself? Do you remember getting a call this time yesterday? He's like, yeah, I got a call, but there was no there was no voice there, and then he just done that. He's like, okay, don't fucking do anything else because you could destroy time. And he's just like wandering off and looking at shiny objects, or I'm gonna get the car and go for a drive. But it loops back on itself quite nicely. But as I said, it's, the first half is quite slow. Right. Um, the director is Nacho Vigalondo, and I um, mean, this made such a splash. Na- Nacho Supremo. Yeah, with extra cheese. But he's Baconish um, Nachos. This made such a splash now that it's going to be remade in English, as far as I know. Is it going to be remade in English? Yeah. Mm. So they're going for the big Hollywood remake. Unfortunately, I couldn't check it out because it's IMDb Pro. Who would you uh, Who would you cast if this was? Uh... I don't know. I mean, it's a tricky one because it's like the main actor does have to carry it quite a lot, and you have to follow him on his journey. Hmm. But you're thinking a fat Bruce Willis, or you know, could could be good for him. <laughs> a bearded Bruce Willis. Yeah, bearded Bruce Willis could work. Or um, I don't know. I mean, someone even like because he's a kind of a Faraday ball dude <laughs> in a leisure suit. <laughs> Bobcat Goldwith. Yeah, because it's got to be a guy who's like who hasn't walked Back to the Future one, two, and three. You know, I mean, he doesn't get it. But then the, the part of the journey is. Well, I like the Guns N' Roses album. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> but he, it's. He really grows. At first, you're like, this guy's a schlub, he's a schmuck, this is the most unlikable guy. But as he got through it, I really went with him. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to turn this off and go to bed. I shall watch it through the thing. Cool. So, I recommend, he, I recommend he, seeing he, it, but it's again, it's a little hard if you don't like that kind of thing, you're not going to, you know, it's a bit slow to get going. There's no bayhem, there's no explosions. It's all quite muted, but it's quite good. And it's got some gratuitous nudity. Have you seen Dean Spanley yet? No. I have a copy of it. I got a DVD of it there recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out. It's a good movie. Yeah. We're still good on time, so... It tugs on the strings. I'll review Drag Me to Hell. Awesome. Okay. No spoilers, because I have to see this yet. No spoilers. Okay. All I will say is that this movie is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's as good as the reviews have said. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's fucking good fun. It's like, uh... It's it's a it's the closest thing he's done to an Evil Dead movie. Really? Yeah, since Evil Dead. Is it anyway scary? Um, bits of it. Yeah. Bits of it, but it's scary in that Sam Raimi way. It's like it, it he he cracks you up. You you scream and then you laugh. Yeah, yeah. You scream and you laugh, and or you laugh and then you. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, you know, and it's like it's not so much gory as it is fucking disgusting. Really? I mean, there are certain parts of it. Where well, yeah, the fly up the nose and it made the mouth thing was creeping me out on the trailer. That's just part. I mean, that's just like some of it's really like you really squirm in your seat, like oh shit. You should say what this is. It's uh, drag me to hell. Alison Lohman. Alison Lohman, Justin Long. Um, and she's a bank teller. Yeah, the story is really simple: is that she works at a bank and um, she's trying to get ahead in her job and her career, and like she's up for this assistant manager's position, but she's not sure if she's going to get it. She's in competition with this other new guy. This who's like, a hard ass. Who's, who's a complete prick. <laughs> it's like this Chinese guy named Stu. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> He's a total fucking asshole, man. As soon as he comes up, you just want to kick the shit out of him. <laughs> but uh, this old gypsy woman like uh, comes up to her asking to get an extension on her mortgage, and she's like... A third or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and so Alison Lohman's character, Christine, who uh, basically is trying to show her boss, played by the great David Paymer, that uh, she can make tough decisions, basically says no. And so this pisses off this woman, and this woman just puts a curse on her. Mm. That she's gonna go to hell. In three days. In three days. Not seven. Oh no. Yeah. It's not Sadako, you got a discount, three days. Yeah. And that's all you need to know. And the rest is really just those three days. But those three days she gets tortured to shit. Those three days, I mean like uh, what's cool about this is that she is the female Ash. 
Yeah. She is the female Bruce Campbell in the sense that he whips the shit out of her. <laughs> the same way, like, it's like she really suffers in this movie. <laughs> and, uh, and she's got... When, when you see it, you'll know what I mean. Parts of her character, right when she's in the middle of a fight, like shit that comes out of her mouth, yep. sounds like something Ash would say. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, like some of Ash's, you know, shit. It would just be like really, really funny. Uh, and she's got similar dialogue like that. And the scares that are in there are very Evil Dead in, in spirit. Yeah. The tone of it is, is Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's complete Evil Dead. And it, and it starts... Once it gets going, it's pretty fucking relentless. To the point where you already know exactly where the scare is going to come in, but it comes at you with such ferocity that you jump anyway. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm watching it halfway into the movie, I'm like, I oh, know, he's going to do something here, he's going to do something here. <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, he does something there, and you're still fucking, damn it, I knew he was going to do something there. Oh, oh, you motherfucker. And before you can take another breath, something else. <laughs> That's always good. You get the face scared and the real scared. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was one of the best cinema experiences I've ever had was watching uh, What Lies Beneath in a packed cinema in Dublin. Mm -hmm. Because for the first few scares, like where the radio goes off, and the noise the radio made in that was the most disturbing noise I've ever heard. Yeah. And everyone jumps. And then there's like, there's the fake out where she goes into the bathroom and the tap is running, but there's no one there. And she looks in the mirror and it's like, oh no, but there's no cane. <laughs> and then she turns around, oh my god, the dog! <laughs> Those fake guys, and there were literally, there was a gang of girls at the front, must have been 16 to 18, and they were like, ah, fucking hell, got me that time, Jesus Christ. Oh, it was fucking brilliant, wasn't it, Jesus? You know, they were totally, it was a roller coaster from that point out, everyone was just laughing. So everyone was, and like, the scares got more and more, when there's another jump, they'd be like, they'd really go for it. Be like, it wouldn't just be, oh, they'd be like, ah, Jesus, oh, no. They just went ape shit, and it was, so much fun. It was like being on a roller coaster with a load of people. This, uh, if, if you have, you're lucky enough to have an audience like that with Drag Me to Hell, it'll be a really fun experience. Yeah. I mean, it is no strain on the brain, fucking all out good entertainment. Yeah. And uh, it really gives you a bit of faith for Spider Man 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's. He's like, got his mojo back. It's like this is exactly the kind of movie that he needs to do before doing that movie again. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's cool. I mean, it's relentless. It's, you know, but uh, it's cool. I really, really enjoyed it. Did it give you nightmares? No. No. <laughs> it would have been a lot, a lot, a lot scarier if, I, if, it didn't, if it hadn't cracked me up so much. Yeah. But there were a couple of... But that's, uh, the, that's, the, that's the formula. That's I, the old B-movie formula that really sticks but, so well. But there are a couple of places in there where it, I, I really was, it really did give me a jolt. <laughs> because it just like... It's not that you don't know it's coming, it's just the way that it comes at you. You're it expecting just, it and then it comes... Like, oh, God! Take a sledgehammer to the face. <laughs> But uh, yeah, awesome movie. If you like this kind of genre, if, you, if you're a fan of the Evil Dead movies, yeah, check this out. So it's like being smacked with uh, Sam Raimi's cock as opposed to Michael Bay's. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's a slower, gentler <laughs> motion. <laughs> if you sis. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. Not that a coco. I reckon that wraps up yep. our... I highly recommend it. Review section for this week. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about what to do next week. I mean, oh, actually, Ice Age is out. I didn't realize that Ice Age is already out, so I want to actually catch that last weekend when I get a chance. So I'll catch that this weekend. Oh, uh, I want to check that out in 3D. And I have heard good things. I've um, heard, I've heard some, that this actually is some quite Twitter good. people I follow are like going to see this with the kids. Fuck, I'll be <laughs> bored. And then he came out saying it's the best of the three. And I love one. I, I'm not a fan of these movies, but I haven't been a fan of the trailers, but I do like the trailer for this new one. Yeah. It's quite cute. Yeah, it's very cute. 
So, now we move on to our regular spot of the weekly top 10 in Malaysia and the US. Number 10, Hannah Montana the movie, Antichrist. Yes, Smoggy Virus. And number 9, State of Play, uh, based upon a BBC TV show. Russell Crowe and Ben Affleck and yeah. Helen Mirren. I would like to see the original, actually. I've heard very good things about it. I've heard good things about both. I hear that this is a pretty decent big screen, big screen version of it. And, uh, and Helen Mirren's in it, right? Hmm? Helen Mirren's in it. Yep. Yeah. And Jason Bateman. Number 18, 17 again, couldn't care less. Number 7, Night Museum 2, Battle of the Smithsonian, The Quest for More Money. 6, The Last House on the Left, the remake of the Wes Craven movie. Yeah, I think, did we mention this last time that it's getting horrible yeah, fucking horrible. reviews? <coughs> I heard that the first movie is actually just a reprehensible act. Excuse me. The movie itself is just like relentless and just horrible. Yep. And um, this one doesn't even have any of that. It's better made, mm -hmm. but there's no plot. And it just doesn't give a shit. It's, it's torture porn. Number five, Blood the Last Vampire. I think you said this wasn't great. Mm, I've heard, I've heard that, uh, I've heard bad things. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, Terminator Salvations. Malaysians still love that shit. No deadly robots. It's doing well everywhere except the states. Number three, Jangan Padang Belakang. Jangan Padang Belakang Jungka. I've heard that this movie is atrocious. It looks fucking terrible, but I'm dying to know what it's about because I can't make a fucking thing out from the trailer with no sound. I have no idea. I've just I've spoken to a couple of people who've seen it. They tell me it's absolutely atrocious. <laughs> number two, reviewed this week, Drive Me to Hell. This week was it number one? Mm -hmm. Number one, big Last surprise, Friday, Revenge of the Fallen. This was no surprise here because like last Friday was booked out the entire day. Yeah. When I went to check, it was like it was ridiculous. Number 10, Away We Go. Who's this? This is, uh, I've heard. Away We Go. This is the new Sam Mendes movie mm. with uh, John, what's his name, Krasinski, mm. from the guy from The Office, the, the American version of The Office. Oh, um, Supposed to be some kind of romantic comedy drama. Mm. Night in Museum 2, Battle of the is at number 8, 9. Number 8 is Star Trek, which is dropped out in Malaysia because it's not on anymore, because I wanted to see it again. Yeah, so did I. Um, but Star Trek has never been a huge in international seller. Most of its grosses have always been domestic. Really? Yeah. Because I know that Ireland must have been up there because like, we were going to see them all the fucking time. No, I think in, in Europe it's okay, but Asia never really caught on to it. I mean, and, and I'm not surprised. When you watch some of the old Star Trek movies, I mean, it's, you know, you got to be in the mood for it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to get some, like, regular sort of Chinese guy going in there like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, talking, talking, shoot that! Where's all the action? <laughs> You think I speak English so good I can follow your dialogue? <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> that it wasn't this week as well about the DVDs or the extras on the Blu-ray actually, not the DVD. Yeah, it's yeah. actually something. It would actually might be the one that forces me to upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Because it looked like so much stuff on there. I know it's disgusting now. What? But uh, fucking Blu-ray, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's, I'm not too crazy about Blu-ray. It's an excuse to buy PS. No, it's so clear to the point where it doesn't look like a movie anymore. It looks bizarre. It's like a window in it's your like house. It's like something I shot on my digital camera. <laughs> you know, it's... Why does that sound that great? I don't I mean, want to see the fucking beads of sweat on Daniel Craig's face. Oh, believe me, when you sit in the front row of Mrs. Doubtfire, you've, I've seen every crater and pit on fucking Robin Williams' face. <laughs> Blu-ray. Trauma. Blu-ray bad. Number seven, The Taking Pelham. One, two, two three. Three! Take me to base! Take me to base! Number what do you want to drink? Coffee! <laughs> <laughs> number six, year one, which is getting fucking trashed. Terrible, they say it's the love guru of the year. Yeah, my, number five, my sister's keeper. Uh, could give a shit. It's from the director of The Notebook. Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, number four. Oh, up. Dropping quick enough, actually. Mm -hmm. Could be the, the one that wins you over to Pixar. Could be. That's what you say. It's That's what very, you say. very good things. That's what number you three, say. The Hangover. I, I really want to see One this. dissenting review on this was saying, I did hear one person saying, reviewers are wetting themselves with this. 
it's just like all the other kind of movie, you I'm know, sure it is. kind of things. I'm sure it is. But reviewers are wetting themselves world over for it. Americans are crazy. They love the world it. over. Really? Yeah, yeah, a lot of the UK as well. Okay, then. Where I'm from. Uh, number two, The Proposal, Matthew McConaughey. No, this is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, is it? And Sandra Bullock. Sounds like a Matthew McConaughey movie. It does, it does, but it isn't. Yeah. I don't mind this doing well, because she hasn't had a hit in a while, and I kind of like Ryan. Ryan Reynolds, okay. He's right. I want. I want. I want. I think we reviewed the nine. I think I did. I think I watched it. He's very good in that. Yeah, he's very good in it. It's an odd fucking movie. It's crazy. And Hope Davis freaks me out in everything she's in. Hope Davis. She's in. Oh, I had to issue a correction actually when we reviewed Cinecdoche New York. It's actually called Cinecdoche. Cinecdoche. Yeah, but Hope Davis in that. The moment she turned up, I was. It's not real. It's a dream. They're in space. She's a zombie. I don't know what's going on. I think she's hot. She freaks me out. Uncomfortably well, so. Well, that says a lot about my taste, doesn't it? <laughs> Freaking weird. And number one in the US, or number one in the US as well, is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Mm. I just want to say that I, I, I want Proposal to do well, because I want Ryan Reynolds to get some box office clout so he'll get his way with Deadpool. Yeah. He just, he, he pulls it off. Everything you see about him is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know if he's at the level of, you know Chuck? Yep. TV show? Yep. The two guys for that have been on a campaign to get the show back and do all sort of shit. And they just do a fantastic double act. I saw a friend of mine, hey Dave, sent me a uh, link to them just at the BET Awards, some awards recently. And they just had like a 10 minute segment of them on Collider, just chatting. And it was genius. And I think Ryan Reynolds fits into that group where he knows what people like and they make the right comments and so like that. It doesn't come off as being, I'm just doing this to make fans. I'm doing this because this is what I'm like. Mm. And even his, his stuff in Wolverine was just like, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> cool. Ryan Reynolds will be the next De Niro. We call it first in jest. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> How's that comedy career going for you, huh? So, are you, are you marginally funnier than the spirit? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put that on some of his YouTube clips. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that ends, ends here ends the podcast for this week. Yep. Uh, next week might be a stutter schedule as well, and I really don't. I'm just going to go see Blame in the Hell, so now I'll probably catch Ice Age, hopefully. Yeah, I'll well, check that out as well. What's the next big thing for for our fan base? I'm not too sure. Hmm. Public Enemies. Public Enemies, yeah. Yeah, the Johnny Depp and Christian Bale movie. And uh, Ice Age, and uh, we got uh, the new Harry Potter movie that's coming up. Yeah, I which, actually. Which does look pretty bad. It looks like a movie now. Yeah. And. Um, Got three stars on the Empire though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. saw the stars. I didn't see the review. Oh, we got Bruno. Bruno's coming up. I don't know how well I can handle that. Uh, I had trouble with Borat. I had trouble with Borat as well, but we got a fucking review of it. <laughs> have you seen the clips? I have. Some of them work. Some of them. Don't. Yeah, some of them are horrible. But yeah. you know, whenever he makes fun of Americans, it's always good. Yeah, I, I, I traded my baby for an iPad. <laughs> well, I, we we got to check it out anyway. Bruno's not going to be showing a Malaysia dude. <laughs> It's good. There's nudity throughout. Let's go to Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble we go to for you people, I don't know, I swear to God. That ends the podcast. Yeah, that ends the podcast. Thank you very much. Until next time, good night.